Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. What is good, everybody? Welcome to the Gold Diggers podcast on the Gold Standard Podcast Network. I am Rob Stats Guerrera. It is Friday. She is Michelle Maju. What's up, Michelle? Hey, hey. I just want to ask you a question. All Why right. do you look so much tanner than me right now? You live in Connecticut. I live in Texas, and you look like three shades darker than I do. I have that natural olive Mediterranean. I got a lot of Italian blood running through these veins. So I think I'm naturally, but it is surprising because I have not seen the sun in like many days because I don't leave this basement just doing shows and editing and posting things. But, you know, some people just got it. What can I tell you? Maybe the light just really working for you today. Hey, I'll take it. Any advantage I can get. Natural lighting, angles, other people squinting, whatever it is, I'll take it. Uh, we're going to get into everything 49ers Cowboys on today's show. Of course, we're going to give you our best bets as always. But before we do, please, please, please rate, review, and follow the Gold Standard Podcast Network. I always say if you leave a review, I will read it on the show. This one comes from BCS Pro, five stars, long time coming. The Gold Standard Podcast Network is fantastic, which shouldn't be surprising since Rob helped build up some great programming at SB Nation. Michelle got my wife into fantasy football with her analytical approach. Niners and Five got my daughter informed in stats and cone. Got her saying Grant is extra. Appreciate y'all, BK. Thank you very much, BK. You're getting people into fantasy football, Michelle. I love love to hear that. Hopefully she follows me on Twitter and can uh, get my fantasy advice if she wants it. And you are at Ball Blastum on Twitter. I'm at Stats on Fire. If you're watching on the YouTube, you can see that. Michelle doesn't put her Twitter handle on the YouTube page because she's too good, I guess. If you I have, my you name know. is Mimosa Michelle. I can only remember one thing, especially when I'm drinking mimosas. All right? Leave me alone. Which you do have your mimosa tonight, but don't drink it. Before you drink your mimosa, we have to pay off a bet because... We made our best bets last week, and we had a bet with Levin, who does a show with me on Thursdays, and he said, if we don't go perfect, we have to do a shot of lemon juice, which you and I were both like, this is great. He seems to think it's going to be some sort of punishment. Are you ready? Do you have your lemon juice? I do. This is a big glass, so it's just that, yeah. Yeah, me too. I don't have a shot glass because I'm not 18. Yeah, same. (laughs) All right. Are you ready? Yes. Cheers. Cheers. Delicious. Delicious. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. <laughs> oh, man, Lemon, can't believe you made us do that. Oh, I'll never do that again. No, that was, I like lemon juice. That was for great. Yeah, my mouth is going to be a little, um, you know, 
saliva-y. That's so yeah, disgusting. That's, honestly, that's why I brought a beer with me because I was like, I don't know how this is going to affect my throat and my voice, and I'd have a whole show to do after that. But let it never be said that we welch on our bets. We follow through on the bets. So there you go, Levin. Suck on that. Now, to more important matters, Michelle, it's Cowboys week. I can't wait. Everyone's talking about it. The whole NFL is going to be watching this game and looking at this game. I cannot wait. You see what I'm saying? Now, this is a game we can get excited about. So the last couple of weeks, I'm like, okay, you play the Cardinals or you play the Rams or I don't know what other terrible teams they've played. The Steelers. Like, well, shush. That game <laughs> was exciting for 0.1 seconds. But yeah, this is actually a game you can get excited for. And there's not an obvious outcome, right? Every week, I did think the Steelers were going to win in week one. But week two, week three, week four, you knew that the 49ers were going to win. Unless they had a colossal meltdown. This game, I still expect the 49ers to win. But I'm not going to be shocked if they end up losing it. The reason I really think they'll win is because it's home. If it was in Dallas, I'd be a little bit more worried. But with it being a home game, I feel like even if it's close, I think they'll they'll take it. They'll take the win. I am picking them to win. I I don't know for sure that they're going to be able to put up 30. I keep going back and forth on that because this is a really good defense. But I think they're going to win. I think that the Niners are in the Cowboys' heads, specifically Dak. And I don't know how you can look at this team right now and doubt them on any level. Like, I, I just don't understand how you could do it. And... The best news of the day on Thursday, we got news. Debo practicing, Ayuk practicing, Mooney Ward practicing, Greenlaw practicing. Everybody's coming back. So they are in a very, very good situation heading into this game. Yeah, I could see, you know, the only worry maybe in, in some fans' minds, like it's not a worry in my mind, but it is so far they've had a super, super easy schedule, right? So we haven't seen them have to face really a hard defense besides maybe the Steelers pass rush, but that didn't affect them at all. And then not a good offense either. Really, maybe Matthew Stafford in his passing, but he's also only thrown three touchdowns all year long. So really they haven't faced either a good offense or defense this year. But at the same time, they destroyed every team. So they did what they had to do, right? It's not that they just won. They destroyed them. And you can only play the teams that are on your schedule. And they took care of them. They handled them. And it wasn't. It was never close. So I, that's what makes me confident, even with the easy schedule, that, yeah, I don't expect this to be a blowout game whatsoever. Maybe they don't put up 30 points. But I still think they get upwards of 25. And I don't think Dallas is going to be able to keep up with this offense. What do they say? Good teams win, great teams cover, right? Well, the Niners have been kicking the tar out of people on their schedule. So that's, yes. you know, take that for what you will. I saw a tweet today that made me smile. And it came from Aaron Schatz, who points out that the Cowboys are number one in defensive DVOA against passes to the left and against passes to the right. But, Michelle, they are 27th in defensive DVOA against passes up the middle. And where does Kyle Shanahan live on offense? Well, and that's a, a big reason why they destroyed the Steelers because they can't cover up the middle. So if they, you know, if that is where Dallas struggles, that's a huge issue for them because yeah, they're just going to pick them apart uh, left and right there with Ayuk over the middle. Or will they actually target George Kittle? Probably not. <laughs> I mean, he he's not even a part of their offense this year. It's kind of crazy. It does make me sad. Like they, they take them out of the package when they need to, you know, like to show them off to their friends and then they put them back under the package yeah. when it's, you know, other games. But I think that he could have an effect on this game, although he's going to pass block a little because Micah Parsons is a beast. But I think they'll hit Kittle over the middle. Steph Sanchez uh, said to me earlier today or earlier yesterday, she said, fourth and a little, throw it to Kittle. Oh, I love and targeted that. on fourth downs twice so far this year. I kind of like that. Is this a game where Christian McCaffrey has like a hundred receiving yards? Um, that's a good question. I think he's obviously going to be amped for a big game. I think most of his damage is actually going to come on the ground. The Cardinals ran for 222 against the Cowboys. 222. Even if the Niners get half that much, that'd be fantastic. I think what they're going to plan to do is McCaffrey, McCaffrey, McCaffrey. And then when they have to throw it, I think Debo's going to get a lot of love because I think they're going to be going throwing super quick. So I think it's going to be a Caffrey, 
Debo game. And if Kittle enters into it, I think he'll have like kind of like he did last year in the playoffs, like one or two just like big momentum kind of building type catches. Yeah, we'll definitely be talking about Christian McCaffrey in our betting section. But the Cowboys allow nearly 140 rushing yards per game on the road since the start of last year. Uh, that ranks 26 in the NFL for teams on the road with rushing yards per game allowed. So their defense may be able to stop the run at home, but uh, on the road, they have struggled uh, to stop the run. So I, I think this is Christian McCaffrey's just been killing it on the ground. He's just going to continue. Like, I'm not worried about this defense when it comes to the 49ers run game. And I think that Micah Parsons, like he'll have a sack. I, I would say probably at least one because he's just you're not going to stop him every single play. But I also like I've seen Kyle Shanahan for the most part, be able to neutralize great defensive players. Aaron Donald comes to mind. I mean, Aaron Donald basically does nothing against the 49ers, not because the 49ers are so good at stopping him. It's because Kyle is scheming the entire game plan around not letting that one person beat you. The only defensive guy I can think of, honestly, that still managed to go off against Kyle was TJ Watt in week one, who was just because he's a freaking terror uh, and he just wills that defense to greatness. But other than that, Kyle can usually scheme around one great defensive player. And so Micah will have, he'll get his a little bit, but I don't think he's going to wreck the game. Yeah, he'll definitely get his. It'll be really interesting to see how well composed Brock Purdy can be under this type of pressure. And also, I mean, the last time they had to face a team with this good of pressure, it was in the NFC Championship game. Can they keep Brock Purdy off the ground? Can they actually block for him? for uh some time you are showing us a beer what what flavor is it Oktoberfest beer but there's a blonde woman on the front holding a beer and i want to know is that you um i can't see her because you're so you do have a special little light making you look tan i have had this light always oh <laughs> uh, no i can't see her uh and uh unless she's holding a mimosa it's not me that's true yeah you do have a mimosa so See, this is the biggest thing I'm worried about now that I dug in. And I'm really not too worried because Brock Purdy has been uh, amazing. Not just good. Amazing against like any type of coverages or whatever he sees throughout his career. But this year, his numbers versus man compared to zone, I mean, they are a bit different, right? And no team plays more man coverage than the Cowboys this year, almost 48% of the time. And Purdy versus man coverage this year, 58 completion percentage. 7.5 7.5 pass yards per attempt for zone. It's 83 completion percentage, 10.3. So a big jump up. Now mm. it could be different situations. It's still a super small sample size. I mean, we're only going into week five. So don't, you know, don't read into all that too much. But I, I do wonder if Kyle Shanahan, you know, with the way he calls plays, he's so good at getting guys in the little spaces, you know, creating like Brock Purdy, I I do have this note somewhere, and I want to find it. The amount of throws. So Purdy has thrown to a target deemed open or wide open on 64% of his (laughs) downfield throws. So we say how good he is on intermediate throws, right? So downfield throws is just 10 plus yards, 10 plus air yards. 64% of them are open or wide open. That's three plus yards uh, of separation. It's the highest percentage among all quarterbacks this year. Uh, well, actually, since the start of last year, this has gone back too. So if he has to do it against man, it all just depends on, you know, how well these corners can stay with these wide receivers, because I do think Kyle Shanahan's so good at getting these guys in the space, but it might be a bit different in this matchup. That's why the injury to Trayvon Diggs is massive, because that's one less piece that Dan. Yeah, Quinn but Diggs isn't very good at covering. So like. Is it Stefan Gilmore is really good at cover coverage. So he could probably be on Ayuk for a lot of the game. That worries me. Hopefully Debo is more healthy because he wasn't involved at all last week. Yeah. Why so, did they even play him? I, I, I actually don't think Trayvon Diggs. it might hurt them in terms of like the turnovers, but he does allow a lot of yards. It's not like he's a great coverage guy. Well, I think that's what it's going to come down to ultimately, because I think you can move the ball on Dallas if you don't turn it over, obviously. But I think their defense is driven mostly by turnovers. It's not like, oh, this you don't ever move the ball against us. Like, no, you can move the ball against them. It's going to be what you said earlier. How does Brock respond to the pressure? And the one thing that I have seen from Brock that I respect more than any other is that he never makes a bad situation worse. Jimmy Garoppolo made a bad situation worse, right? He drops back. Maybe a right tackle gets beat and they have a free rusher. That's a bad situation. Did Jimmy just throw it away, live to play another day, or just go down and take the second? No. 
He tried to scramble around. He tried to break the sack, and then he ended up fumbling or throwing an interception. He made it worse. Brock hasn't done that to this point. Does that change on Sunday? I don't know. But as long as he doesn't do that, the Niners, I think, have a very, very good shot to win the game. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is made possible by PwC. A robot may not be coming for your job, but competitors are coming for your market share. At PwC, we pair the right tech with the right solutions to help you gain a competitive edge. Reimagine operations from the cloud. Fuel innovation with responsible AI and detect risks before they become headlines. That's human-led and tech-powered. It's all part of the new equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. Yeah, I, I also, he hasn't done that. He's been very composed and it, it's great to see, but also over the last three weeks, the Cardinals pass rush, non-existent. Like they don't have a pass rusher that you can probably even name, Right. Uh, and then there is the New York Giants. The, who cares about their pass rush? And then there's the Rams. They have Aaron Donald, but nobody else. And the Steelers, they just didn't show up. Well, TJ Watt kind of did. TJ Watt did. Yeah. I am interested to see if they put a lot of pressure on him, if he does keep that composure. I think he will. I think he has a really good head on his shoulders. I think he is such a leader. And so he, all he's been throughout his career so far is very, very composed. And there's no reason to believe that he will freak out. I, I just, I, I think this is going to be really good matchup for him and this whole team to see where they're really at right now. And I know you were saying it's okay if they lose, right? Like it's not the end of the world and it won't be, they'll still be four and one. But at the same time, I do think this is a measuring stick to see how good they really are right at this moment. I think that people will look at it as a measuring stick for Brock for sure. Cause if they lose it, they'll people will be see, see, he's not good. See what happens when he faced a real team. That's what they're going to say. If you're one of the people that's a that's a Brock detractor or a Brock hater or a Brock whatever truther whatever you want to call it, I think that's what people will say. To me though, like even if the Niners lose this game, I still like I wouldn't sweat it. Like yeah, okay, so they lost one game in 15 regular season games. Like that's gonna happen from time to time. If you ask me who the better team is, I still think it's the 49ers. You just want it to be a close. If it's a close loss and they yeah. played a good game, and you know one thing like. Maybe they have a ball not bounce their way or like a, you know, a, a interception tips off a guy's hands like and you lose that way. Yeah, it's not going to be anything. But if the Cowboys were to like beat up on them, that would be something to worry about. But I can't see that happening. Like I really can't. I know the Cowboys have beat up on a few teams now uh, and then got beaten up by the Cardinals, which is just super mm-hmm. random. But I they're not going to do that to the 49ers. I, both of these teams put up a lot of points, which doesn't make a ton of sense to me because Dallas's offense right now does not look good. Dak Prescott does not look good. He's throwing it so short over and over because you called it Mike McCarthy's play calling is crap. (laughs) And I like, so I don't get how they're doing it. Right. It's not like Tony Pollard's going off off. He's doing his thing. He's looking good, but I, I don't really know. It does help so much that the defense, I guess, is getting a lot of turnovers, and that helps them score points, obviously. But these two teams are the top scorers in the league. Well, let's flip it over now. Let's go to the the Niners attacking the Cowboys. I don't think you're going to see a ton of man coverage in the game from the Niners. They generally prefer to play zone coverage. Zach generally struggles more against zone. And I this is a game where I think We need to get a little more than pressures from the defensive line. We need to get some sacks from the defensive line. Get home, seal the deal, kill a couple drives here. I would love to see it. Like this is a perfect time. Nick Bosa, feel free to wake up out of your slumber. And I get it. You've been pressuring the quarterback and that's great. But we ain't paying you all those money for pressures. I'll just say that. Feel free. You know what? Michael Parsons wants the defensive player of the year award. Your defensive player of the year award. Well, guess what? Primetime performances matter a lot in those awards. And I don't care what people say. They do. Everybody's watching. Show out a little bit. 
tell Michael Parsons, hey, it's still the award you got to come take from me, okay? I want to see it. And I think Bosa's going to have a little extra juice in this one. Yeah, he's getting pressures. He's getting he's getting hits. He's just not coming down with those sacks, which I do think they will come, right? If he's getting that close, it's not like he's a slow dude. It's not like it's Max Crosby out there. Like the, the love that Max Crosby gets like, because of the pressures, but he never comes down with sacks ever. Like he it's because he's not as athletic as the TJ Watts and the Nick Bosa's, but Nick Bosa is incredibly athletic and uh, you know he can get to the quarterback and he has, he will start to bring them down. This matchup though, I mean, the Cowboys have a pretty good offensive line, right? Overall, they've been banged up a little bit this season, but I do think all guys should be back for this game. Maybe one. Yep. Yeah. So all guys should be back. It, it'll be tough for him to get to Dak. And with the way Dak, I mean, Dak is like averaging like six air yards per attempt. That means he's getting the ball super quick. So this might not be a game that Nick Bosa is able to even has a chance to get to him. I will say one thing to keep an eye on is the Cowboys are leading the NFL in third down uh, conversion rate at 52%, while the Ooh. 49ers defense has allowed uh, 41 opponent third down conversion percent, which is ranks 20th in the NFL for defense. Yeah. So this could be an area where that's going to hurt them if they get them to third down and they can't get off the field. That's going to be huge. Yeah. They have kind of struggled to get off the field on third down, or if teams go for it on fourth down, they've generally been able to convert against the 49ers. Now granted, usually it's like a fourth and one situation, but still um, I, I don't know. I don't think Mike McCarthy is ultra aggressive on fourth down. So that'll be something to watch too, but I want to see pressure from the defensive line. And for the love of God, figure out what to do at nickel like don't put ambry thomas on the field just put isaiah oliver in the whole game even though he's not much better like i can't see ambry thomas anymore i just can't put put anybody else in any other corner on the roster i don't care but continuing to throw ambry thomas out there because you drafted him in the third round and adam peters loved him it's asinine it's insane to do they put brandon Ayuk in the doghouse when he was kicking ass but Ambry Thomas gets to keep going out there and giving up yards. Like, no. Uh, should they like trade away all third round picks for now on? <laughs> it's like, just never take another third round pick. Uh, that just, just trade them away. So, you know what it is? They drafted Fred Warner in the third round. Yeah. And now they have to continue drafting players until their cumulative value reaches Fred Warner. Apparently. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is there, but yeah, like I can't, I can't see it anymore. Like, you know, on third down, CeeDee Lamb's going to go to the slot. It's going to be on Amory Thomas, and Dak's just going to go, bam, immediately. Like, I could see it now. But even if that's going to happen on Isaiah Oliver, too. Oliver's yes. not good either. I know, but at least he's better than me. Like, Amory Thomas getting beat before halftime on a double move last week. It was infuriating to me. Like, dude, of course he's running a double move. There's 30 seconds left in the half. Who cares if he completes it short? It's just like no awareness of the situation. Like, I, I can't do it anymore. I just can't do it. I think a big part of this game will come down to two things. Either what team can put more pressure on the quarterback and make them make a mistake, either on mm -hmm. Dak or Purdy, and what, what one does make the mistake, right? And I do have a guess on that in my bets. Or Ooh. which running back, which it's really hard to say it won't be Christian McCaffrey, will take over this game. Because right now, Christian McCaffrey and Tony Pollard on the other side, those two guys right now are leading in touches this year. CMC's at 98, which is still 10 more than Tony Pollard. It's too many. <laughs> they need to stop. This is what I'm getting worried about. I'm starting to sweat. It's it's all cool. It's all fun and games until he does get hurt. It's like, oh, he's fine. He's fine. He's fine. But it's too many touches through four games, 98. So I want to uh, mention this to you because I said it earlier in the week too. And I, I thought of this watching JT O'Sullivan's Brock Purdy breakdown because there were a few plays where Brock had guys open. Kittle open on one specifically. And again, J JT said he doesn't know for sure, but everything in the play indicates that the first read is not McCaffrey. And yet he's ended up getting touches on the play, usually because I think for Brock, it's like, should I throw it to Kittle in a tight window or should I just dump it down to McCaffrey and gain like seven yards? And I think that Brock is just being safe, you know, making a smart play. It's working. Yep. But what I mean by this whole setup is that like, just because McCaffrey's getting the touch, I don't think we should blame Kyle and say you're overusing Christian McCaffrey when these plays are not necessarily designed to go to him, but they're going to him anyway. Well, he's still on the field. He's still getting the snaps, right? He's still putting them out there. Now is Elijah Mitchell banged up again? I just yes. saw he's not again. He didn't practice on Thursday. Um, I mean, the dude got hurt in practice. 
you just you can't rely on him. You can't rely on him. It's going to be Jordan Mason and probably uh, Ty Davis Price will end up being active also. I, I understand why they want to use him so much. What he's doing is insane. He has over 600 scrimmage yards, seven scrimmage touchdowns. He is only the third player all time to do that in his team's first four games. Uh, the other guys were Jim Brown and Emmett Smith. <laughs> so he's just with two Hall of Famers sitting there uh, doing that. And it's truly incredible. But this is what I've been worried about before the season. He's going to be used too much. They haven't even started to travel yet. I'm worried about his body. Like, I really am. Don't they need him later on? Like, and like, I know people are going to be like, oh, who cares? Who cares? Like, he's fine. He's fine until he's not. And right. that's the concern. Just because you come out of these games without a quote unquote injury doesn't mean you're like 100%. All the hits take the toll. And McCaffrey's a power runner. He's a power physical runner. He is not like running or tiptoeing around people and going out of bounds. He's smashing into them. But what you also, you wouldn't expect him to have 98 touches when they won 30 to 7, 30 to 12, 35 to 16. Right. They were up on the Rams. Like you played four easy teams, you were destroying them. This should have been the time you take it a little easy on Christian McCaffrey. No, Kyle doesn't do that. He's too scared because the Lions almost came back a couple of years ago and uh, some stupid logic. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is on pace for the most yards from scrimmage in a single season ever, ever in the history of the NFL. They've been playing football for over 100 years. Nobody's on pace for more scrimmage right now, yards right now than Christian McCaffrey. It's incredible. He's a freaking. And if his body holds up, he will. He'll beat it. And he's going to have one of the best seasons of all. Well, he will. And scrimmage yards and of touch. Like he's going to have one of the most insane seasons of all time. He'll probably win MVP if his body can hold up. And I really, really hope it can. But I will be sweating it out every single game until that clock at zero and he makes one more week. Like <laughs> I, I just like, I have the, the, the sweats over here about it, but I guess there's no reason to worry until, you know, until there's reason to worry. We're going to get into the bets in a minute, but I just remember last week we were like Christian McCaffrey, anytime touchdown score was minus three twenty, which means in order to win a hundred dollars, you had to bet $320. That's how confident Vegas was that he was going to get in the end zone. And then like first drive right down the field, touchdown McCaffrey. 13 straight games, 13 straight games with a touchdown. Uh, he's about, if he could do it this week, he'll join OJ Simpson, John Riggins, Lenny Moore, and Emmett Smith, all Hall of Famers for guys to uh, score a touchdown 14 games in a row. Two games away from tying the record. It's an absurd situation. He's he's at like LaDainian Tomlinson levels. Like he's in the MVP conversation. That's how good he is. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. Let's get to our best bets. Last week, we had kind of a rough week, Michelle. We, we took the lemon juice early in the show because we weren't perfect. I'm still mad that my Jake Moody bet didn't pay off. I didn't know they were going to score touchdowns every single time they got the ball. But uh, that's apparently what happened. So, all right. How many best bets do you have for us this week? To be fair, we destroyed the CMC one, like we said we would, the rushing yards. Right. because, And they even have his rushing yards lower this week. I, I think they just want people to win money. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, over 73 and a half rushing yards. And if the, you can find alternatives on DraftKings or something, like they have the alternate, alternate sections where you can go up in rushing yards and your odds, you know, you can get paid out more. Keep going. Keep going up, you know? Wait, I have him at 75 and a half. Okay, earlier it was 73 and a half, but 75 and a half, sure. Like, uh, keep going up to 90, 100. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Even, so, even against this Cowboys defense? 
Well, like I said, they have allowed 140 rushing yards on the road. They've played the road game against Cardinals and allowed 220 rushing yards, like you said. And yeah, they keep beating Christian McCaffrey as over 100 yards in three of the four games. The one game he didn't was 85 yards, still almost 10 over this line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, smashing, smashing this bet. I can't. I, I said yesterday, a lot of gamblers lose money betting on streaks to end. And McCaffrey's rolling right now. 75.5 rush yards is the number to beat. I think it's hard for me to make this bet because I know Dallas's entire game plan is to stop Christian McCaffrey, but everybody's entire game plan is to stop Christian McCaffrey and nobody can do it. So I think I, you, all right, I'll join you on that. I will join you on the McCaffrey over 75 and a half. I don't feel great about it because Dallas is really good, but again, I can't, I have to see it stop before I bet on it to stop. Yeah, I'm not even worried about it. He could have it by halftime. <laughs> I would really like it if he broke a long one off, which to his credit last week, he didn't really break off like a huge chunk run, but every time he touched the ball, it felt like it was nine, 10 yards per carry. And that's perfect. Gets the defense tired. Keep moving the ball. Absolutely. Like, he did everything he needed to do. He looks so good. Uh, did you want to give one? You want me to give my second? No, give your second. All right, I'm doing it. Brock Purdy, his first interception of the season is happening in this game plus 135. So if you bet a hundred bucks, you win $135. Listen, I know that Trayvon Diggs is gone and you know, he's a big interception guy, but he only had one interception this year. He only had three last year. It's actually Duran Bland, their rookie from last year, who is leading the team with three interceptions this season, who led the team with five interceptions last season. He just had two last week. But throughout this year, the Cowboys, two interceptions, three interceptions. They had zero against the Cardinals and then two interceptions. So multiple multiple interceptions in three of their four games. And I, I just, how long can you go in a season without throwing an interception? I think it's going to happen for Brock Purdy. It's pretty wild that he's gone this far. But like you pointed out, how many of his throws are going to guys that are open to wide ass open? It's hard to throw picks when everybody you're throwing to has got nobody around him for five yards on either side. A lot of these throws, and that's the Shanahan effect, are just because guys are so wide open. There's no there's no risk in these throws, even though they are deeper down the field. If I asked you to name four total cornerbacks from the Steelers, Rams, Giants, and Cardinals, you might know because they're in your division. But from all the teams, like four total from those four teams, would you be able to do it? The nor- like people listening, you might be able to, but like the people listening, I bet you you couldn't. Like they play, they have played the worst secondaries in the league. Let's just assume I could and move on and not have to put that to the actual test. Because could you? I don't know if you could. So yeah, I do think he's going to have to throw into tighter windows. And if, like you're saying, their entire goal is to stop Christian McCaffrey, right? Then that means Brock Purdy is going to have to throw more. And I, there's going. Kyle Shanahan is really, really good at scheming up. There's going to still be open guys. Not every play is going to be hard, but there will be a few plays where he gets pressured. He's going to have to throw in the tight windows and he could throw one in this game. Obviously I'm not rooting for it, but I could see it happening and getting plus 135 for that is really nice. Plus money. You know, we like plus money on the program. Okay. Do you have best bet number three? Yes. Uh, Tony Pollard. I'm going to take his over 54 and a half rushing yards. James Conner last week, we had over 52 and a half and he got to 52. (laughs) I hate Vegas. I hate Vegas. I cannot believe he got 52 and he needed 53 yards. By the way, he got 52 with only 11 carries. And we were, I was saying for, he needs 14 carries to hit 53 yards. That was the problem. They had to keep throwing and he couldn't get one. I was screaming for him to just get one right at the end. I was miserable. Yeah, so one yard away. And I could see that happening with Tony Pollard too, right? Him being like right at 54. But I do think, again, this game is going to – I do think both teams are going to try to run the ball. I do think the Cowboys are going to try to establish the run. Now, last week's the only week that Tony Pollard didn't hit this. They beat New England 38-3. to The game was never, ever, ever close. And, like, Deuce Vaughn got a ton of touches behind. Like, he only had 11 carries, right? So – they didn't need him. They didn't need Tony Pollard whatsoever. He 70, 72, 122 rushing yards first three games. I don't think he's going to go off at all, but I do think he gets at least again, 14 carries in this game. And if he does that, he's going to hit the 55 yards. I agree. Um, I know that Niner fans love Christian McCaffrey and you have every reason to, 
and Christian McCaffrey is the best running back in this game, but it's not the gap between Christian McCaffrey and Tony Pollard is not as big as 49er fans think it is. Tony Pollard is really good. And the, the Niners, I think, you know, obviously benefited from him getting hurt in the playoffs last year. Hopefully he stays healthy through this game. I never root for anybody to get hurt, but he's really good. And to me, he's the most dangerous part of their offense. So I take this over and I feel good about it. Uh, I have one that I feel the best about and it's my favorite. Well, so, you know, I love the longest receptions, right? Yes. They're, I feel like they're the easiest to hit. I feel like when it comes to my bets, I hit on those like more than anything else, right? I feel like it's a solid 90% I hit on these longest receptions. I should just stick with those. But CeeDee Lamb, longest reception, 22 and a half yards. So um, he's the first three weeks, 49-yard catch, 31-yard catch, 32-yard catch for CeeDee Lamb. Last week, it was just a 20-yard catch. Again, they didn't need any other guys. They just destroyed the Patriots. But Lamb is the Cowboys' top slot receiver, right? So, like you said, he's going to be going up against Isaiah Oliver, or that's who PFF has him projected the most snaps against is Isaiah Oliver, and I love that for him. And if it happens to be Ambry Thomas, yeah, I love that even more for him. (laughs) Uh, But last year, CeeDee Lamb had a really great game against the 49ers in the playoffs, 117 receiving yards, including a 46-yard reception in that playoff game. And just last week, the 49ers allowed a 41-yard reception to Marquise Brown and a 33-yard reception to Michael Wilson. So I, I think I think CeeDee Lamb has a good chance for this one. I agree. I don't, like, whoever, even if the Niners take Diamondor Lenore and put him on CeeDee Lamb in the slot, like, I don't think it's going to matter. He's really good. Um, and we've seen receivers against the 49ers, as you just pointed out, Puka Nakua, Michael Wilson from the Cardinals, like, you can have a really good receiver just go off against the 49ers. And by the way, the Niners could still blow you out. That's the weird thing is that like, it hasn't hurt them as much as you might think if you just looked at the box score, but for the purposes of this, like that doesn't matter. So I'm on board with that. I could easily see lamb getting a couple of chunk plays, honestly, like, and this game may come down to, even if the Cowboys get those plays, how the Niner defense responds and can they hold them to threes in the red zone instead of sixes. And we've seen the Cowboys struggle in the red zone so far this year. But yeah, in terms of this bet, CD lamb longest reception smash the over 22 and a half. I absolutely agree with you. I've got a couple of best bets of my own that I'm kind of surprised you didn't jump on. First I, of all. I still have one more. So we'll see. Oh. If it's okay. I, I didn't realize. Yeah. Go ahead. You, we'll see if we have the same ones. You can go fully loaded. Uh, I'm going to go with Brandon. Ayuk. That's what over I had. 56 and a half receiving yards. He's unguardable right now. He is un guardable and if the cowboys want to go man to man against him good luck i don't care if it's stefan gilmore the dude is on a freaking mission it's essentially a contract year for him he knows it he's been incredible this season i think every catch of his has gone for either a first down or a touchdown i think i could be wrong but i think that still holds true it was for much of the season um, so this is, uh, Ayuk has a first down on 26% of his routes run highest in the NFL. Each of his routes 17 run. receptions has resulted in a first down or a touchdown. <laughs> yeah. It's insanity. Completely ridiculous what he is doing right now. And he has such a chemistry with Brock Purdy. Brock is throwing passes to him three, four, five steps before he even makes his break on the route. It's unbelievable what they have right now. So I am smashing the over. Yeah, I had that as my last one. It's I don't know why it's that low. And it does come. He doesn't get a ton of targets. Like last week, what he did on 148 yards on six targets. He catches all Yeah, I mean, if he gets six targets again, does it turn into 43 yards like it did against the Rams? Or does it turn into 100-plus yards like it did against the Cardinals and the Steelers? We'll see, but that line is too low. He's He's been too good. And still, Debo's recovering from the rib injury, so Ayuk should still be the main guy in this game. I agree. I think it's going to be Ayuk. And any third down, any sort of hairy situation, I think Ayuk is the guy. I think that's the guy that Brock feels most comfortable with. And if Ayuk's not open, then he goes to McCaffrey. But I just... You can't cover this guy right now. It's unbelievable what he's doing. And, you know, I always say this. The 49ers have a very weird wide receiver history because they have the three greatest wide receivers ever have all played for them. Jerry Rice, Terrell Owens, and Randy Moss have all played for the 49ers. But outside of those guys, 
for the most part, they have not had impressive wide receivers. They just, in their history, they just really haven't. You don't love Michael Crabtree? I do, but he was held back, I think, you know, kind of similar to me, to Ayuk. Like, I think he was held back by the quarterback play, Alex Smith and Colin Kaepernick. Like, if, if Michael Crabtree had Brock Purdy, I think he would be putting up insane numbers. But Ayuk is well, breaking out right now. Absolutely. Yeah, Ayuk is, we always knew he was going to be talented, right? It always just comes down to the whatever playmaker that week that Kyle Shanahan wants to utilize. And they're all really, really good. But Brandon Ayuk, we've been saying if he was a number one on a, number, uh, on a different team and he was getting all the targets, he would be insane. He'd be one of the best guys in the league. I think he's earning himself a lot of money this year. He's proving he can be a number one guy. I don't know if the 49ers are going to be able to pay him. Maybe they move on from Debo and pay Ayuk. I don't know. But also at the same time, maybe Ayuk wants to go somewhere else and be that guy who gets 150 plus targets in a season and can put up top, top numbers and, you know, fight for the top spot with the Justin Jeffersons of the world. Here's what I do know. I don't have to worry about that for another 13 games at least. Sure. I don't, you know, like we'll cross that bridge when we get to it for now. Just keep killing it, Brandon. So I'm smashing that over the other one. I'm going to take, and I took it last week. I know I got burned. I'm going Jake Moody over 1.5 field goals. I feel even better about it this week because I think the Niners will be able to move the ball against the Cowboys, but will they be able to score every single time? Like they did last week against Arizona? Probably not. So this bet looks even better for me. Plus, as I said last week, he's still got the long legs, so they, they don't even have to get that far down the field for him to have a field goal attempt. I still think he's going to hit at least two in the game. Yeah, I felt good about it last week, like you. So yeah. I, you brought it up last week. I was feeling good about it. But again, it's really hard to predict if a team's going to score a touchdown in every single, like <laughs> any single drive. Like it's pretty insane. You don't expect that kind of performance. This game's not going to be as easy as it was against the Cardinals. So I like this bet by you. I'm going to take it every week, as I said. It's just going to be one of my, I think it's a long-term. Have money you stopped mistake. taking the Nick Bosa sack every week? Well, it's not on the board this week, unfortunately. It paid off for me uh, last week. I had it. Was it? No, or two weeks ago when I bet it. It paid off for me against the Giants. Um, although because I, nobody, I, because no one decided to block him. Hey, whatever. It's still it, the money's still green. I don't care what the reason is, right? As long as the check comes in, um, that's not on the board this week. So I can't take that one, unfortunately. I think I would take. Micah Parsons over usually it's like 0.75 they put the sacks at but that's not on the board either there are no defensive uh prop bets on the board which kind of makes me a little bit sad I'm gonna go with one more and I'm gonna go with Cowboys first drive result and I'm gonna go with punt I think the Niners will eventually get them to punt it's plus 110 so it's plus money not a ton but I just feel like the Niners generally kick off if they win the toss they don't take the ball and I think that defense is going to be so jacked up to start this game. It's at home, Sunday night football, all this stuff. I think they're just going to be out of their minds and just go out there like a bunch of crazy people. So I'll go Cowboys first drive punt at plus 110. I think both teams will punt their first possession. They might each punt their first two possessions. I think it's one of those games that has so much hype that we often just see the offenses start very slow in these kind of huge games because the defenses are so hyped up and there's just so many nerves going around and it, it typically starts slow and then the points will start to come right after, you know, each team has a couple drives that come down. So I can definitely see that happening for both sides. I have two more points I want to make before we wrap up the pod. And just quickly to review your best bets, Christian McCaffrey over 75 and a half rushing yards, Brock Purdy, at least one touchdown, Tony, no, at Pollard, least one interception. Or, yes. I'm sorry. At least one interception, Tony Pollard over 54 and a half rushing yards, CD lamb, longest reception over 22 and a half yards and Brandon Ayuk over 56 and a half receiving yards. Those are your, th your, what is it? Five best bets this week. Look at you yeah. feeling strong. Now there was a lot of good ones. They take it right. If you feel confident, don't worry about how many bets. If you feel confident, make the bet and you know, we'll see how it plays out. A couple more things. One, like you said, if the defenses come out strong early, I have 
infinitely more confidence in Kyle Shanahan to adjust to what the Cowboys are doing than I do that Mike McCarthy will adjust to what the 49ers are doing. So I think if, if that game goes the way you're talking, Kyle will figure it out, basically. Um, I don't know if you feel the same way. I, you know how I feel about Mike McCarthy. He's a big yeah, potato. I mean, yeah. Uh, Mike McCarthy's not going to outcoach Kyle Shanahan. That's for sure. I mean, we saw how they lost the game last year in the playoffs. They ran up the middle with no time, with no timeout. Like, no, that was two years ago. Oh, that was two years. That, that last was last year, year. No, last year. Remember they tried to run that play with Zeke Elliott as the center last year, and Aziz Alshire just obliterated him. His last snap as a cowboy is at the center position, and Aziz just trucks him immediately. I don't know how I don't remember that. I was thinking, well, time really does fly because I really thought last year was a time where Dak was running. And either way, Mike McCarthy can't. He needs to be gone. I don't even know why he's there. He ain't it. He's a baked potato as a head coach. If he doesn't have the sour cream and the bacon and the chives and the butter and the salt and the pepper around him, you don't want him. You don't want him as your head coach. So Kyle will adjust. And the other stupid thing I keep seeing is Trey Lance. Trey Lance is meeting with the Cowboys. He's giving the Cowboys all sorts of inside information. Dan Quinn was on the same staff as Kyle Shanahan. There is no information that Trey Lance could give to the Cowboys that they don't already have. The games are public. The film is out there. It, it just no, there's nothing. Yeah, it doesn't. I don't think Trey Lance is going to affect this game at <laughs> all. I, I really don't. I, I don't because, like you said, they already have the information. It's. I, I just don't think Trey Lance affects this outcome whatsoever. No, he does. It just like are Anthony- you? Are you so excited to go to your first NFL game? Yes, I am. <laughs> I can't wait. I got to finish packing after we do this show. I got to figure out what I'm wearing to the game. I think I'm just bringing like a Niners t-shirt because I really want to go to the store and buy something. I want to have like a something from the actual stadium to wear because I feel like if you're going to be there, you have to buy something. Are you going to buy a jersey or just a t-shirt? Probably just a shirt or a hat or something. Not a jersey. I got the Kittle jersey that I have here. I don't wear jerseys a ton. And to be honest, like I wear jerseys in the playoffs and they, they've lost the NFC championship game. So I'm a little wary to throw the jersey back on, but I'm going to buy something and I will put it on during the game. Nice. You got to buy something to put behind you during your pod. Yeah, I'm going to spend an obscene amount of money at the store if I can get Does it. your wife uh, know this? No, but she doesn't listen to the pod. So we're good. <laughs> and she's going to be. I thought she does when I'm on it. Oh, well, she may. My mom listened to the pod that you're on and she says, that Michelle knows her shit, huh? Oh, I like your mom. <laughs> I'm going to cut that as a drop. So, <laughs> yes, I am super excited. As I keep saying, if, you, if you're if you at the game and you see me, please come talk to me. I'm never in friendly confines ever as a sports fan because I root for the Mariners and the 49ers, and I've never been to a football game before. And every time I go see the Mariners play, I'm always in Yankee Stadium or Fenway Park or somewhere where they all want to hate me. I have literally been chased back to my car by angry fans at oh games. Oh my goodness. That so has I, not ever happened to me. Oh, wow. You're like, and I don't like, when I'm in enemy territory, I don't really like talk trash or go above and beyond. I cheer for my team, but I don't like ever talk to Like, I don't bother you. But yeah, I have been chased back to the car before. Wow. Yeah. Luckily <laughs> that hasn't happened to me. I it would be like crying. <laughs> like, I was New York. My pants on the like running back. New York. Do you like talk crap to these fans? No, I never do. I don't talk. Did I talk crap to you about the Steelers game? No, I don't. Like, I just don't do it. That's just not. I I I mean, if you talk crap to me during that Steelers game, you would have been the worst friend ever. I couldn't have been (laughs) more down. I mean, I was like, so sad. The only way I will talk crap to you, like if if what we go and I happen to be near Cowboy fans and the Cowboy fans start talking trash to me first and then the 49ers come back and win, I will hammer you into dust. Because if you you come at me. People can be crazy. So just be careful. I know. So, but if you come at me and then the Niners win, then I will crush you. But if you come at me and the Niners lose, what am I going to say? You know, like I, that you have the right to gloat. That's fine. But yeah, let's. Let's hopefully, you know, I make it out of here without any bodily injury. Let's be honest. A stiff breeze could blow me over. So, <laughs> yeah, you need to be really careful. <laughs> pulled up in a Levi Stadium fight. I will point that out. But I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be so much fun. I'm going to try and take like as many videos and, and do as many things as possible while I'm there so I could share the experience with everybody. 
Levin is going to do the post-game show by himself, Michelle. I'm very worried about this. Oh, my goodness. Um, I should be able to do it with him. Really? Yeah. I'll be drunk. (laughs) (laughs) I get off. I have to work the international game. So I have to work the international game in one of the early uh, games. And then I'm off for the the later 4 o'clock games. And then I'll be watching the 49ers game. So, yeah, I'll be drinking during the game. And then... Well, maybe pop in for a little bit then. Okay. I, I might help him out a bit. I'm I'm planning on popping in also because, you know, especially if the Niners win, I'm going to want to, I'm going to be just obnoxious, obnoxious if they win that game. I'm going to be so, it's I'm going to take so long everybody. to get out of that stadium though. That's the only thing I'm worried about. I have a midnight flight that night taking a red eye. So I'm hoping the game ends around 8.30, 9 o'clock. And then that gives me, three hours to get to the airport yeah you'll be fine okay so there you we go scared me for, i forgot it's specific time because i was like yeah. um this game's gonna go until about midnight but uh yeah you're fine yeah so all right everybody thank you for watching thank you for listening again rate review follow the gold standard podcast network if you leave a review we'll read it on the show like and subscribe to the youtube channel if you click the little bell you'll be notified not only when levin goes live but every time we go live which is every single weekday pretty much we're not this week because of the flight and the whole thing I got to do with the travel, but usually we're live every single weekday. So please, please, please join us for that. Also, uh, tomorrow on the channel, or actually later today, I should say, the Madden simulation of this game is going to go up on the YouTube channel. So make sure you check that out. Lots of good stuff at the Gold Standard Podcast Network. Michelle, I hope you have a fantastic weekend. Good luck to your Steelers. Kenny Pickett is apparently a miracle healer, and he's going to play again. So I'm sure you're super pumped about that. So excited. So excited. I am really excited for this Commander Spirits game though tonight. I think I'm the only person in the world, but I'm going to go watch it and have a blast. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for watching. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, y'all.